Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, and professional wrestling fan. I am just so excited to be sitting here, sharing my thoughts, sharing some perspective. So much is happening all around all of us, all of the time. So many thoughts go through my head. And this is, I I talked about uh, at the end of the episode with Chris, which it looks like everyone enjoyed that one. Thank you. Um, Day one numbers on that were just out of this world. Um, the hobby in Stacking Slabs family likes the conversations between myself and Chris. Um, that's noted um, and appreciated. You That won't be the last time Chris is on Stacking Slabs Hobby Hustle. Um, but thank you so much. Those conversations are, I mentioned it at the end of the episode, are, are just so therapeutic for me. And, and even sitting here in my converted office guest bedroom upstairs, talking into a microphone by myself it's therapeutic because it feels like i'm 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 talking with you all and i it feels that way because inevitably whenever one of these episodes gets posted i get just responses people sliding in my dms and starting conversations with me so i love it and that's what we're going to keep doing here um and i'm just so excited to be here to share my thoughts with all of you and some takes on the uh, hobby and, and what is happening. Um, just to kick it off at the top, just I feel like I am in a really good position right now, um, next week, or maybe even when this episode drops uh, uh, on Wednesday, maybe I won't be in the same spot. But for now, as I sit here and record it, I am in a great spot as a sports fan. And here is why. Notre Dame Fighting Irish beat Clemson last week. It was awesome. I was just so excited. Um, Ironically, I've got a neighbor about three houses down that's a Clemson fan. And ever since he moved in, Clemson has trounced uh, Notre Dame uh, two times they had played. And this was the comeback. And this was the, hey, man, check out my flag. It's waving proudly right now. So... Fired up about that. They haven't played this week as I record this. They got Boston College, which makes me a little nervous because back when Flor- uh, Notre Dame beat um, Florida State um, in the one-versus-two matchup and were having a perfect season, they lost at the last second to Boston College. Way back, I'm dating myself. But it's nice to see um, a team, college team, that I love deeply um, perform at such a high clip right now. And, and it's unexpected. Like, I thought... Their squad last year, I thought on paper was was better, and this this team is surprising me a little bit. So I am really excited about that. And anytime your team can win on Thursday night against a divisional opponent on the road to take the division and not just win, but just have a dominant performance, and then you get 10 days to sit here and just enjoy it, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so Indianapolis Colts, man, just so excited. 
about just their performance on Thursday and just the position they have. I think my perspective is I think the jury's still out a little bit on the offensive side of the ball, but it's nice to see that old man Rivers is spreading the wealth. He likes to move the ball around and get it around to people, and he's stringing together some decent performances. So defense out of this world, out of control, nasty. (laughs) That's just something we're not quite used to in Indianapolis, so we're really, really enjoying that. But I am feeling really good. Because anytime our sports teams do good, it obviously impacts our our uh, mental health and uh, positivity. And on the mental health side, just hopefully everybody is just taking note. I know it feels like we're going into season two of uh, of the pandemic right now, and that's just that's what I've been talking to my wife and friends about. I just said, hey, just view this as season two. The cases are spiking. Things are you know we're gonna probably be on lockdown. But if we can get through season two, optimistically, hopefully it'll be over. And hopefully it'll be over this time for the Nationals so we can all sit there and have fun and enjoy each other. So that's how I'm looking at it. Trying not to overwhelm, but just we, we've done it. We've, we've been through one of these. Let's do it one more time. We got the holidays, but man, let's, let's try to be as optimistic as possible about it. You know, it's, it's, I'm thinking to myself, obviously there's been just, so much that has happened in this market and this hobby this year, and COVID has been just such a contributor for the activity, undeniably, myself included. Once COVID started, people got back into the hobby, and more money was spent than ever. And, you know, there was breaking and entertainment and, you know, the prism base cards craze going up and, you know, this and that. And I think if we are entering a phase where, you know, cases are spiking, things are going to become more locked down. Basketball season is starting again. I think just that's something to anticipate. And so take that into consideration when you're doing your planning and making your moves, but have a plan. I don't know, and I don't think anybody can expect us to have the same just absolute insanity growth on the market that we did in the March timeframe, but who knows? Like 2020, it's Expect the unexpected. So that's just sharing some perspective. That's how I'm going into these next few weeks, just trying to consider what if this happens or 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 how do I maximize my approach on on that. So that's just some perspective that I think is healthy to share. One of the things just at the top, there's going to be a lot of stuff covered, as always. This is kind of my just, you know this by now. This is just my opportunity just to share everything that's been going on in my head all week. And that's what the, these Wednesday episodes are all about. But I think something happened last week in the hobby that is significant and I hope as many people as possible knew about it and were aware about it. And also, hopefully, as many people as possible jumped in and participated. And when I mean participate, it's just interact in the in the room and engage. But last week, the the captain, 37, Kevin, who you heard him on the Hobby Hustle, hosted one of the most incredible events I've seen so far since I've been back in the hobby. And this just took place on Instagram. Now, I don't know all the dynamics of all the planning, and I'm sure there was a lot of work that was involved where a lot of communication back and forth trying to get the right people in the situation. But Kevin facilitated a top 10 Tom Brady 
cards event. And what he had, what he did was take a number of Tom Brady collectors and they all went around and they all just showed off their in their PC their favorite 10 Tom Brady cards. And it was and this is coming from someone who's never been on not there's a respect thing here. I respect him, no doubt. He's incredible. No doubt. He's a winner. His legacy, this and that. But like I'm a Peyton Manning guy, okay? Like I'm loyal to Peyton Manning. So I've always I've always tried to stay away from Tom Brady fans and but that's the fun part about like the uh, card community and the this this hobby is that there is a level of sophistication in each and every one of us when it comes to sports and passion and collecting that we don't like put up our guard and we don't try to like have the debate who's better than this and try to put it in everyone's face like if people did that, people would just like block those people and people would just like, they wouldn't last long in the hobby. And that's what I love about the hobby. But I just sat there for like two straight hours and go check out Kevin's page, uh, Captain 37 There was three parts, three different parts. Um, but he just facilitated this conversation where everybody just showed off their Tom Brady cards and told stories about it. And I thought that was so cool. And I was just captivated by the passion but behind everyone who was showing off their collection. Hell, Drod Mayo dropped in Kevin's stream. Like, come on, this guy played with Tom. Defensive captain playing with Tom. I mean, it was freaking cool. So I can't put it over enough. Um, just those are the types of events and things that are possible um, with the connections we have. And I am uh, really excited because... Um, if you listen to the episode, you heard Kevin not only collects Tom Brady, but before he collects collected started collecting Tom Brady, he started collecting eighteen Peyton Manning, who has a special key to my heart. And there might be uh, a Peyton Manning version of that event coming up really soon. You know, I'm gonna be a part of that. I gotta show off my Peyton Manning cards. Um, and definitely, whenever there's more information, I'm gonna be sharing it on this show. But just wanted to. Start off at the top. It was just an incredible event. Um, definitely, if you're not already, go to the Captain 37's page and hit that follow button. There is a show going on right now in Dallas as we I record this. And, you know, undeniably, if you pull up your Instagram feed, you're seeing Dallas activity happening, whether it's in your stories, whether it's in your feed. Maybe some people are getting creative and have some reels going on. I'm not sure what to think, okay? I I think one it is awesome that every like people are in Dallas and people are, you know, getting to engage with other people in the hobby. And people are um, you know, having a good time this and that, but like, you know, from what I'm seeing, it's like this is a massive event. We're at a spike in COVID cases everywhere right now. You know, you look on Instagram and some people have masks, but they're wearing it on their chin. You know, I got to shout out Rodman PC on this one. Was at the crossover. This topic came up at the crossover on Friday night. And, you know, Rodman said something to the effect of, you know, these people are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on cards and they've got a 50 cent mask that they're not wearing. And that's true. And so my my perspective as I'm watching this and I Again, you know this, like, I'm an, I'm an anxious person. Like, this just makes me anxious watching people so close to each other in a massive uh, hall 
wearing ma- if you're gonna wear them wear the mask like don't wear it on your chin like don't cut a promo on instagram with your mask off when there are other people's around you that like ev- that like defeats the point of everything everybody in like I'm not trying to come at it and be like a mask truther. I'm just trying to come at it and be like, let's be smart about these things because I'm at home. I'd love to be at Dallas, but I'm at home because I want to be at the national and I don't want stuff like events, like people getting affected and it taking us a couple steps back. So I say all that from the bottom of my heart, hoping everybody is safe out there. Hopefully everyone gets home safe. I hope everyone um, has a great time, but just like public service announcement, like we're not out of this right now at all by any stretch of the imagination. Looks like we're in season two. Okay. We're about to start season two. So let's be, let's be uh, safe out there. Um, But yeah, anyways, that shows you like the excitement and energy that I'm seeing on Instagram. It just, it shows you how, how excited people are to not only see people live, but just to interact and just, there is a heartbeat and it is pounding right now in the hobby. And we all need to ride that momentum. Speaking of Dallas, I got to highlight, uh, we are officially, uh, we are officially in it, whether you like it or not. We're in Luka mania, everybody. Luka Doncic is just the, I mean, he's just like the guy in the hobby right now. And I got, I got, I got just some perspective on that. So I've told you about my moving out of these base cards that I've had and that I'm three X to four X on, you know, that I've been waiting for opportunities, not necessarily like, Oh, I'm trying to hit the peak of this, but Hey, when, when I enter a certain buying spree and buying mode where I need capital, these are going to be the first cards to go. And I don't really care where they're at in the market right now. Yeah, I want I want to make sure I have my ROI and I've made money off of this, but like I'm not going to spend time like waiting and saying what if. I think that's a healthy perspective. So anyways, I am I've just been on this this tear of buying and I'm going to talk about that. But in order to buy cards, like I needed to gain capital from cards I didn't really care about. Well, so that led me to evaluate my stack of slabs and look through it. And I started to notice everything I was pulling out that I wanted to sell was were cards that were base cards. And so one of those cards was I was like, all right, well, let's looks like this Luca card's ticking up. You know, this card probably if he's doing Luca things, will maybe go up to 2k this year. Whatever. Like I'm just I bought this card for 300 350 bucks. I'm just trying to get out of it now, get some cash and buy it on, buy some cards I really want. So I posted this story on my Instagram feed and I just said, Luca, here's the last sale price, which Lameem told me was wrong, which he was right because I was using, uh, there had been a sale before it and it got the card, I think it was like over 1500 I listed the card for 1350 I was like, I can't wait for this. Put my phone down, went and did a bunch of other stuff. Dude, I had just a tremendous, a tremendous amount of, of uh, just interest. And first of all, here's, here's one tip. If someone puts a Luca card up that's PSA 10 Prism that's under market right now, that's under market right now, there's no negotiating. 
Like, no one's going to negotiate down because the demand is so high. So know that. Like, know if you're trying to buy that card right now, don't waste your time negotiating because there's other people waiting for that card behind you. But I looked and I just had just a tremendous amount of DMs and I just took the first person who responded and got the deal done. Here's the card, sent the card out, and then just told everyone it wasn't for sale, kept getting messages, finally put a sold up in my story, and it just didn't stop. It didn't stop for like 48 hours, people trying to get this card, asking me, do I know where this where I can get a copy of this card? I actually, somebody else was trying to sell their their card, and I referred some of the people that were coming to me over to that account be like, here's some buyers because these people are going crazy for this card. So I think like there is that that story is just to tell you like Luca is driving the market for sure. And there's a lot of excitement for Luca right now, which is an indicator for a lot of excitement on basketball here real soon. Something worthy of note. The other thing that I think is worthy of note is um just the the DK Metcalf conversation that uh, came up with, with Chris and I this week. Look at, keep evaluating DK. Keep looking at this guy. I mean, he's a monster. He's probably going to finish the season with the most, um, with the most touchdowns receiving in the NFL. There's a chance that, you know, although their defense is trash, and I'm sorry if you're a, uh, if you're a uh, Seahawks fan, and hopefully you can admit that at this point, but, you know, Russell Wilson is so, unbelievably unbelievable offensively and DK is nuts that that team could go on a deep and serious run so I think DK Metcalf's cards are definitely worth evaluating not in in terms of like trying to figure out can this skill position player continue to climb and can we view him as a solid investment moving forward I think that's definitely something I'm paying attention to there's going to be when this by the time this episode goes live there's going to be an awesome Matchup, probably the best matchup of the week, DK Metcalf on Jalen Ramsey, Seahawks, Rams. I'm going to be watching that game um, by any means necessary. That's a game I'm going to be just locked in, and I'm going to be watching that matchup. The other thing I'm going to note is that I've got another PSA order that is coming back. It should be back Monday, and I'm going to be doing an Instagram Live, and that probably will have already happened by the time this episode goes live. So go check on my Instagram feed. Um, there's cards that'll be for sale if you're interested or not. But the, I have DK Metcalf cards that are going to be in there. And I'm I'm going to sell a lot of those DK Metcalf cards, but I'm trying to debate, do I want to hold on to any of them or not? So that's something that's running through my head right now. But again, I think it's really exciting. And although football might not have, um, football might not have gone the way that I thought it was going to, and maybe some others. It's nice to see um, some skill position players elevating in price, and and I think now it's the is this gonna is this gonna hold or is this gonna drop out of the bottom? Something I'm looking at. I think it's really really important during this time, and it triggered a thought when Chris and I were talking about LCSs. Is just to just call out a couple uh, uh, LCS owners that I follow that aren't my local card stores, but I follow them because I think they're operating the right way in a digital age 
during COVID and just want to call these guys out. So first, I've t- I talked about them tw- last week twice, but just Rob at Burbank. Go check out their website. They just put it up. Congrats to Rob. But I love just his uh, the way he communicates and gets on and is authentic and tells a story and all the good, bad, and the ugly. Like I love that. The other one that I'm sure most of you follow, but if you're not, make sure you hit follow, is Kentucky Basketball Cards. Jimmy just opened a store in Lexington, Kentucky, which looks incredible. Like, I need to try to get down to Lexington, Kentucky to um, check this place out. Um, You know, old UK floor, just UK memorabilia everywhere. But, like, it's just well-designed, well-thought-out, like, open big space. But, like, I love what he's doing with just getting on Instagram Live connecting with his audience, ripping packs, like engaging, doing breaks. It's just he's doing things the right way. So go make sure, like, support your own local card store, one. But, like, go hit follow on these guys, Burbank Cards and Kentucky Basketball Cards. Because, like, to me, like, if I had a card store right now, this is how I would be operating, and it's just fun to see their engagement and I love just hopping in uh I love hopping in Jimmy's lives and just sitting back and watching him go a lot of passion and I think the more passion in the hobby and the more passion um from LCS owner the better there was some interesting things on the uh Beckett side this week wasn't there um in terms of just mishaps counterfeits responses I got um I want to shout out Card Porn. Yes, that is an Instagram handle. Card Porn is bringing it. I love this account, by the way, because what Card Porn is doing is like literally finding the coolest moments of people breaking and opening boxes and just like putting it in their in in the feed. And it's just so awesome to watch people rip exquisite boxes and pull Michael Jordan autos and stuff. It's like stuff like I would have to go hunt like hunt and try to find those things, which I'd never do. But like. One thing we just we need more of in the hobby, and this is why I love card porn, is curation. And this is just awesome curation of fun things that have happened over time in the digital age with breaking cards and getting some good hits. But anyways, Cardboard put a uh, post together about grading everything, and it basically showed that everything that ha- went happened bad this week, and uh, you know. They highlighted an upside down, and it wasn't just all this week, but just mishaps. Upside down, 8687 MJ, um, Shea Wave Vlogs. He had a mis- mishap order that went wrong from PSA. That was put on there. And then just old SGC mumbo jumbo. But I think the most egregious thing that happened was something we all paid attention to this week was at panda underscore cards underscore counterfeit slabs of you know the Beckett counterfeit with the same same serial number and posting that to Beckett and Beckett's response was we are aware of the situation and have already taken action to protect the brand or service if you look closely there are differences with these cases and labels so be sure to buy wisely Jeremy Murray what a response huh this response to me is like I we don't we don't give a shit about you. We are aware of the situation and taken the action to protect the brand and service. Not protect you, protect the brand and service. Words are very very powerful. That 
tweet was one hell of a statement and one hell of a, a way to look at Beckett and what is happening with their brand right now. I, uh, in marketing, understand PR. I'm not a PR expert, but that's, that's the wrong response. I'm just going to leave it at that. And I think, like, to me, you know, Beckett could be have, have a big backlog of cards, and I can speak to that, man. I, like, I put an order out that was in June, and beginning of June, and it's just crickets over there, man. Nothing. There's no pizza tracker. There's no nothing. I have no idea where these cards are. And the lack of communication and then when there is a problem, that's the communication you get. Like That's not a company like I want to work with, okay? I'm not saying I'm not going to buy Beckett slabs on the secondary market, but I'm not subbing with Beckett when that's what's going on. Like That's just not, that's not good. That is the definition of operating like you're a utility company. And uh, that's like an AT&T response. So I think this presents the opportunity again. And this is a continued theme that comes up. But it's like, man, where's the opportunity with grading? Where's the innovation? How can we make this happen? Just something to consider and think about. But we need a little bit of disruption. I'm getting my PSA order back on Monday. And it feels good because I tried to institute a process to submit cards, get orders back, and this is what I'm doing. I not only am getting an order back on Monday, but earlier this week, I submitted a 200-card order to a PSA of vintage wrestling cards. I have another order I'm preparing of um, some serial-numbered wrestling cards along with um, some Seku cards. And so I'm just, I'm keeping this drum beat going, baby. I just, I always want cards back from PSA because when I get cards back from PSA, it gives me the options and opportunities that I wouldn't have if I didn't. And with that, it takes discipline and patience. And it's probably going to take you, if you're not expressing it, it probably will take you six months on a bit bulk order. But like, know that going into it and make decisions based around that is what I'm saying. So I am trying to build and develop my process right now in the hobby. And a lot of it relies on getting those PSA orders back. But I know when I get those PSA orders back, I've got cards that I can sell into the market that will give me capital that I can go buy cards that I really, really want. So speaking about cards that I really, really want, I've been just observing for months, watching how collectors, PC players, and take notes. And I think like grading allows for some diversity to happen within your portfolio of cards. And um, there's some risk-taking involved. But I think with without grading, I would not have been able to spend the amount of money I spent this past week on sports cards. I spent a lot of money on sports cards this week. A lot. And most of those were directed at two specific players. I started to level up my Seiko Nimboye collection. I started to, I bought a, got in the mail, a, um, I bought his Galactic. I'm waiting for that. Non-graded. I'm going to get that baby. I'm expressing it to PSA and getting that graded. So I have it. Um, I got in the mail a, a BGS uh, Pristine 10 Mosaic Rookie Autograph some cool cards, but 
also by selling a lot of my PSA slabs that I've got in, I'm I'm starting to be able to buy a lot of Peyton Manning cards that I have been wanting for a long time to help build out and grow my Peyton Manning PC. I would never have been able to feel comfortable and safe by spending the amount of money I spent this week if it wasn't for getting grades graded cards back and selling them into the market. It gives you flexibility. There is, to me, this is the way to operate. And I think that's what I'm going to continue to do. I'm going to continue to find my cards, send them into grading, try to sell them into the community. If there are people in the community don't want them, put them on eBay or just hold. Like Marquise Brown, this order I have coming back on Monday, Marquise Brown, there's going to be a lot of Marquise Brown cool cards. Right now is not a really good time to sell Marquise Brown. His 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 market is retracted. You know, Lamar is trying to figure out his, the offense. You know, Marquise Brown has been frustrated. But, like, all it takes is one game. All it takes is a playoff run. And so I'm going to sit on those stacks and just know, like, I don't need this money right now, but I'm going to sit on Marquise Brown just waiting for the right moment in time. So I think that's just some perspective that I wanted to share with you. Also, something that I am just really fired up about is AEW and the Upper Deck license. Watching Being the Elite on the Young Bucks channel. BTE, baby, if you're not watching it, it's a great freaking show. But anyways, they were backstage and they showed the roster signing uh, stickers and the hologram in the back set Upper Deck. So it looks like we're getting some AEW Upper Deck cards real real soon um i'm i'm really excited for this hopefully we get some exquisite cards how about a rookie patch auto with denim of orange cassidy that is what i would like to see baby there's a lot to lot of love i can spread on the hobby um at shea wave vlogs just shout out he's in dallas hopefully he's being safe and buying the cards he wants he's been um just such a awesome person to connect with he uh he just sent me out of the kindness of his heart some seku slab stuff just awesome dude with a note just saying thank you and i i appreciate that and definitely like definitely it's unnecessary to send me cards but do appreciate so just want to shout out him he's the guy who uh got the wrong card sent to him from psa which was totally bizarre but um appreciate that brother Hopefully you got the cards you wanted in at the Dallas show. Basketball card fanatic. That is what I'm doing tonight. I'm reading issue three. I'm really excited about that. Always good. It looks like a lot of you came over from the using the promo. Excited about that. Really good publication. Definitely enjoyed my time doing the Instagram live with Adam just talking about the magazine. I want to do that more often. So that's something you can expect more, bringing other people on and doing some IG live stuff. Also want to give a shout out to Australia. Shout out Australia. Some of the best people I interact with, just so much energy. And it just blows my mind that people are listening to this podcast so far away from me, but do appreciate it. Um, I I just love the energy. I, I keep keep telling your friends, in Australia, and when this pandemic clears up, maybe maybe I can get over to Australia and we can figure out a way to all connect and do something fun around cards because 
man, you guys are fun. Shout out to all your energy and your passion for the hobby. And I just want to shout out my man, Darren at Midlife Crisis Cards. He posted, he did a poll about hobby podcasts. You voted for me on there and made sure there was some stacking slabs representation. Excited about that. I am bringing Darren. He's on the Hobby Hustle this Friday. He is has a very unique background, very in the game. Um, he's going to provide some perspective on just venture capital money in the hobby. He's going to provide some perspective on angel investing. Going to provide some perspective on disruption and innovation opportunities in the hobby. So excited to share that conversation with all of you this Friday. Hopefully, if you like wrestling, you got a chance to check out Full Gear. Man, pay-per-view of the year. Just incredible. Had so much fun on Saturday night. I look like an absolute degenerate. I had, uh, I was eating pizza. I had Full Gear on my TV. I had uh, the Notre Dame-Clemson game on the iPad. It's <laughs> just like... <laughs> Oh man, it was so COVID. It was just like entertainment. And I had like you know, Instagram up. It was like complete degenerate. But the pay per view was awesome. Young Bucks FTR just delivered a hell of a tag team match, along with just so many others Kenny Omega, Heyman Page, Cody, and Rhodes, and Darby Allen, and just God, Eddie and Mox main event. It was awesome. So. Um, if you get a chance to check that out, definitely do. Excited about AEW, obviously, because I'm excited about AEW cards and their product. Also, too, Survivor Series is coming up, which is incredible. I was at Survivor Series last year, man. That was wild in Chicago. Such a hell of a time. It's amazing. It was a year ago. But tribute to The Undertaker. Shout out, Undertaker, man. Shout you out. I'm excited to dig into that. Okay, let's go. So. I just wanted to share some perspective on a couple things on my current strategy. Obviously, it's an evolution. I think a couple things is like for me personally, I really like to um I really like to find guys that are going to give me opportunity for upside and attach and attach myself. Obviously, Seiku is one of them. No one knows how he's going to end up playing. However, based on my research and his situation, he's someone I've been excited about. I think there's something about, too, getting back in the hobby this year and wanting to invest and connect with players that were rookies the year I came back in. So, obviously, with John Morant, Seku, look on the football side, Kyler Murray, Terry McLaurin, I'm, like, deeply invested in attaching myself to young guys that I can watch for a long time. Then, you know, obviously there's risk associated with that. So I think there's always, you need to be, have a legend that you're, you have at, at, at your disposal to be investing in for protection. Mine is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is always going to be relevant. And so I don't think twice about the risk when I'm buying Peyton Manning cards. So it's this balance attack where it's like I'm putting money into just true legend. And I'm also putting money into prospects who I think have high upside. I think, you know, you got to have a high level of activity to get to the point, like I was talking about earlier, where you're, you know, able to buy $500, $700, $800 slab just like that. You got to build up that bankroll, which takes patience, discipline, and investment. 
I think investing time in building out and developing your process before actually investing in cards is probably a sound move and a sound opinion. That I jumped in and started buying cards first, took a step back, then started figuring out my process and feel like I'm operating a lot better ever since when I have a process in place. You know, it's the, the turn left when the market is going right catchphrase I got. Don't listen to those guys. Uh, don't listen to guys and what they're talking about now because chances are like you're, you're pump, putting your cards in and they're going to come back for six months later and a lot changes. So do what you believe in. Do what you think makes, makes you happy. Like I told you, I submitted a 200 wrestling card sub. No one else is talking about doing that. I think I've seen some people that do that. Um, David Peck, right? He's a guy who does that. But like not a lot of people are doing that. So the, I, I'm gravitated to that, doing that because I love wrestling and not a lot of people are doing it. So if I'm, you know, spending $2,500 on a vintage wrestling card submission, like, you know, I, I feel like I've got some confidence that I'm not only going to get that money back, but I'm going to make some. So I think just finding and picking your lane. And I think like the reward for all of this is like when you get this process going, like for me, I can get on eBay and I can like be a Peyton Manning buyer. I can go out and not worry about like destroying my bank account or this and that, but like take the funds from my process and buy cards that I really want. Um, to me, that's success in the hobby. It's not thinking twice about buying what makes you happy. And so I think like that's really important to think about when you are, you know, trying to build and develop your process. The other thing I wanted to touch on was just share like a little hobby humility and share that, you know, mistakes that I made along the way and just uh, the opportunity to say like, these are the things that I learned and don't do this. Um, before I do that, I just want to say like, you know, the point of hobby humility, everyone wants to flash all their slabs and show how good their life is. That's kind of what Instagram does. And it's why I quit Instagram originally before I started stacking slabs. I couldn't take it. It was like, People in my life and people around me, it's like everyone's so happy and life is perfect and everyone's shoving their shit in your face. It's like, I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I don't even care about these people. Like Instagram sucks. I got to get off of it. Well, when I started stacking slabs again, it was fun because it was like, man, it's like I, my whole Instagram is just cards and like, that's all I care about. And all my interact, it's very focused and niche and all my interactions are around cards, man, Instagram's great. Um, but then, you know, you take a step back and you see kind of the people that are just flashing their stuff. And I see it in the hobby all the, the time. It's like people follow people and they're just lemmings and they're not unique and they're not coming up with their own unique takes. And so I think everyone who is like trying to build their page and profile is so damn concerned about like their subscriber and follow numbers. Very few people really understand like, how to build and develop a brand. And so like, this is something it's like nails on a chalkboard for me because it's the world I live in on a day-to-day -day basis. And like, obviously Instagram is a marketing platform, but like, I think there's just so many ways that people can be doing and promoting themselves better. One thing, it's not about you. It's about all the other people around you. You know, your job, I think, if you're trying to build your brand and you're trying to get more followers is to share and give back Hype others around you. Like, be authentic about that. If someone you like is doing cool stuff, tell people about it. 
don't get high on your own supply, okay? Because if you fly too close to the sun, you're bound to get burned. And that's what I see a lot of. Like, I see a lot of people just, like, sit up there and talk. And it's like, bro, like, you don't know what you're even talking about. And just because you have an, a following, like, you think you have some authority to, like, be a talent eval evaluator. One of my big takeaways on this um last episode with Chris was him him just being humble and saying I'm not a talent evaluator and what a take that is that's honest i think people jump on instagram like they're pro scouts and people buy into the bullshit it's honestly like it's an embarrassment to anybody who's out there coaching and scouting talent for a living i i feel this way about marketing sometimes it's like it's not about you so that's just like some takes i have just in terms of instagram and people not being having hobby humility or being humble and i think we can all just do better mistakes i made football prediction thinking football was going to operate like the uh fantasy football that reflects on what what happened to me in the star stock contest i'm in a hole mistake bad move bad anticipation single buying on ebay like a lot of mistakes along the way. Not saying you shouldn't buy singles on eBay, but just very naive in my approach out of the gate. We'll never hear from grading companies again. All my takes on that. That was aggressive, right? Now I'm happy because I got cards again. That was me not being patient. Uh, leaning too heavily into this investment side early. I learned, right? I talk a little bit about it, but it's not everything. It's learning experience. And I think just finally, it's this like this 20 years of collecting and me saying, oh, well, I don't care if you got 20 years of collecting like that doesn't matter in this market because you've never had collected in this market. What I've learned in what I would love to retract and I'll admit I was wrong is that there are so many lessons that you can learn from the experience regardless of the market. And the more I've engaged and encountered awesome collectors, the more I've learned. So that's me just saying, hey. Here's some mistakes, but I want to close it out because prospecting is so damn fun, but we can't get caught up in it. I think being habitual about putting your money in legends offers longevity in the hobby. Both involve cards, but two different games. It's like putting cash in the DFS hoping to hit versus investing in the S&P 500. That is a tweet I flew out there this week, put it on my Instagram, got some action on that. Really good perspective on that. But I wanted to call that out because we've got the NBA draft tomorrow. It's the NBA hype machine is going to be going. It's a down draft. That's been the take of everyone's been saying. But believe me, when those hobby boxes come out, people are going to be hyping these guys up like they're the next LeBron James. It's what happens. So I just wanted to share some perspective in closing. I'm fired up about the draft. I love it every year. I love studying the players. So many trade uh, speculations. It's going to be wild. Like, I'm excited for this week of hoops, but just revisiting old themes from the show. And this is stuff I looked at when I bought a bunch of Seku Demboye and still buy. Make sure you're evaluating the skill, the situation, the scenario, and moments of those players because it matters. All of those were taken into consideration before I started spending <laughs> thousands of dollars on Seku Demboye. Okay. Skill, guy's 19, but he's a freak. He's just got, he's, he can grow into his game. He's, he's out there playing with Kevin Durant. Situation, like Detroit, man. They are just in dire need. They're crowning this guy the prince. He's going to get run. 
scenario. He's he's in probably from a young guy's perspective in like a scenario to say like, hey, man, here's the keys. Take it. Let's go. Moment last year, man. We all saw him dunk over Tristan Thompson. Those are the things that excited me. And as we get into this draft and new wax comes out and we're targeting players, like those are the things you need to consider. So it's going to come quick. But if you're prospecting these rookie guys, set up Google Alerts, follow beat writers, listen on social. You don't have to say anything, just listen. Go to team message boards, find what people are saying about this. Um, it's a good way to mitigate risk, and it's a, it's a good way to have fun in the hobby. But don't forget to buy Legends because that's the protection. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something. Tell a friend. Follow Stacking Slabs across all social channels. You know that already. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a review. Tell a friend. Do your thing. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate the time and engagement and your just commitment to Stacking Slabs. You take care of yourself. I'll be back on Friday with an awesome conversation with Darren Herman. You're not going to want to miss it. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you, and I'll talk to you real soon.